Colossians. That's New Testament, by the way. Colossians 2. We'll be looking at verses 1 through 15. And every now and again, I try to give a sermon that's related to our holidays. I love Thanksgiving. It happens to be my favorite holiday. And I think the reason it's my favorite holiday is there's no presents required. You know, you know. You don't have to exchange gifts. You don't have to worry about getting, you know, that perfect gift for someone or whatever. And uh, we come together just as a body of believers to celebrate and be thankful to God for his abundant goodness to us. And we are a blessed people. So this morning, after our uh, worship service, we're going to have a Thanksgiving Potluck dinner, so let the overeating begin. Uh, a side note, I don't know if I hear it so much anymore, but for a few years there, everybody referred to Thanksgiving as Turkey Day. Oh, I detested that, you know. So um, we're here to give thanks. Amen? Amen. So turn with me to Colossians 2. And we'll look verses 1 through 15. Paul writing, For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea. And for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to all the riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to, to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceits according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, speaking of Jesus. And you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of, of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it. 
You notice it speaks of circumcision in the last few verses, and that kind of keeps us on target because we talked about circumcision uh, last week and how circumcision is a covenant between God and between Israel. And we read Paul, and he says, I'm troubled. Paul is in conflict. Therefore, he writes a letter. Now, Paul is just writing a letter And I don't think for a moment he realized that he was writing scripture uh, to the churches and to the cities that he has never seen. So Paul is writing and he's given them correction and he's given them doctrine in the authority as an apostle. Paul, he is troubled uh, in his thinking uh, that the body of Christ is 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 coming apart. It's being splintered. And he wants to try to bring them together in their faith and in their doctrine. Now you people are blessed because you've come to realize that Calvary Chapel is the church most accurately worshiping God. Just kidding. (laughs) There's a 